Hey y'all, it's Elizabeth Cassano for episode 31 of Honey Hush. If you remember from the previous episode, Michelle and Lacey were calling me a nerd again, but this time it's because of a strategic resource I referred to using. Right now, I'm finding myself at a crossroads of nothing is wrong, but nothing is really right either. For some, that might sound like a respite from too many things going wrong too often. But for a person like me who's an Enneagram 8, I just... I just sometimes feel obligated to lean more towards being in control of the situation at hand. And I've just decided to try something new that I really want to share with you guys today that is clearing away the fog quite nicely. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. As you can probably tell, my voice is a little off right now. The weather has been really, really awesome here in Mississippi, and my children and I, we cannot stay inside. Like, we love to be outside, and we've been in the yard all weekend long through the three-day Memorial Day weekend, and apparently we all got into something that has flared up our allergies, and so I'm just going to, you know, sort of apologize for the way my voice is, but I feel fine. It's just... My voice is croaky, but I've just got so much good information that I want to share with you about this resource that I've been using that I couldn't wait for my voice to get better. It might get better tomorrow. It might be a week. I don't know. But let's just dive into this really cool thing that I have found and I've been using for about three weeks now. And like I said, Michelle and Lacey, they're making fun of me, but it's only because they haven't tried it themselves because after they hear all this, they're going to want this too. (laughs) Look, I don't know how you use social media, but I like to use it kind of sort of probably how my grandparents probably use the newspaper. It's how I find out about what sales are happening on the school uniforms my kids need or what time the local farmer's market opens, which friend sells the dress I need for an upcoming event, or in this case, it pointed me in the right direction for clearing this mud going on in my head. A few weeks ago, my friend Alicia came over with the most beautiful, colorful notebook, And that's not uncommon for her to have something beautiful in tow like that. She, in fact, is the one who helped me pull together our newly constructed farmhouse and made sure I did not venture off into some mismatched la-la land. She's truly the most creative friend that I know. But she's also a nine on the Enneagram, not a four like I would have imagined based off of her whimsical approach at life. But like all nines, she likes peace and order. And that's what led her to this... um, this company. It's called Cultivate What Matters. However, the reason she brought me these beautiful, what they call power sheets over to my house was to ask if I could work through this six-month process with her because she had started it and stopped it too many times and she wanted some accountability. Oh girl, I can do accountability. I immediately hopped on Instagram to see what these power sheets were all about and then I immediately ordered them right then and there on my back porch. Y'all, not only is this notebook beautiful and inviting, but it starts you off slow before really hitting you with those big power punch questions that leave you stumped for like three days. (laughs) On the very first page, it asks you, what do you want to cultivate? So this company is called Cultivate What Matters. These things that I'm working with are called power sheets. And 
on the very first page of Power Sheets, it says, what do you want to cultivate? What does cultivate even mean? I mean, it's an agriculture word, and it means to loosen or break it up in order to be useful. But thankfully, Google broadened the meaning just a little bit, saying that it means to acquire or to develop. Regardless, though, when you cultivate something, you work to make it better. The creators of this program could not have been more genius when choosing the title because in order for any leader to continue to be useful, she must first be broken at certain times and she must stay loose in her strategies and always willing to take the deep dive into personal development. I once was at a business conference where the president of the company made a very thought-provoking analogy about how a successful leader must be both a farmer and a poet. People with a growth mindset have to be poets in the regard that they never get their heads out of the clouds. They're always dreaming and anticipating what is next and living for that next adventure. But also, at the same time, being a farmer in the regard of putting your own hands to the plow and planting the seeds, watering the crops, pulling the weeds. Yes, have big goals and dreams in mind, but you also have to do the hard work that it takes to reap the harvest. And that's exactly what the process of these power sheet does through a series of very thought out questions. It puts your big picture plan into the dream phase while also breaking down the steps it takes to get you there to that harvest period. As a side note, did you know that you can learn a lot from a person by merely just asking the right questions, then choosing to be quiet and wait for the answer? I know, it sounds so simple, but as leaders, we often think that we have all the answers. I mean, we're the ones at the front of the line. We're the ones in charge. We're the ones who earn the right to speak. Um, no. A good leader, like this beautiful little notebook, just knows the right questions to ask and then is quiet. So back to this notebook. If I were to be sitting in front of you at our local coffee shop, like I do a lot of girls that I mentor, and I were to ask you, do you want your life to matter? You would most certainly say yes. But if I were to craft that question a little bit better and say, why do you want your life to matter? That assumes the obvious, but requires a more in-depth answer. And I personally am really into knowing my identity and helping you know your identity in general. More than just your Enneagram number. Obviously, we talk about the Enneagram a lot here. And if you've never taken the test, you're probably still confused, like, why are they talking about it so dang much, you know? But at the same time, if you have taken it, you know exactly why we're talking about it this month. But your identity is not wrapped up in that number or that wing that's associated with that number. You're so much more than that. I mean, what's your favorite color? Your favorite smell? Song? What's your favorite thing to do? What makes you feel motivated? What or who are you grateful for? All those specific things create you as an individual. Another part of your identity also includes things that you cannot do. I've said this before, but the Barbie motto is just not realistic. I cannot be anything I want to be. No matter how bad I want to be a Victoria's Secret runway model, it's just not in the cards for this 40-year-old 5'2 mama. So knowing your literal limitations is also just as important when discovering or rediscovering your identity. Now, for all of you little eager beavers out there like myself who like to fill in all the blanks and check all the boxes, realize that this process is not a quick one. This particular plan is going to ask you to choose only three things that you most want to cultivate moving forward. 
And like the Enneagram 8 that I am, I did cheat a little bit and I included subcategories that I thought, you know, they fit perfectly with the main themes. But I did choose the three things to really concentrate on. But overall, let me be very vulnerable with you here and tell you that I chose to cultivate family and then let go of public perception and public opinion. I chose to cultivate finances and let go of thinking that we need certain things like elaborate vacations. I chose to cultivate health and let go of thinking that everything has to be organized to stick with a certain plan. I'm not going to bore you with all my subcategories or all the details of all that, but the purpose of that particular exercise is to concentrate on only three things. You cannot do all things well. You are not a robot. I know you want to do it all well, and at times you have your friends and your colleagues convinced that you are a superwoman. But you know how exhausting it is to have 16 plates spinning and how anxious it makes you feel wondering which one is going to come crashing down first. Exhaustion and anxiousness leads to fear, and that is not fertile ground for things to grow. So it's time to loosen up and break apart. Time to pull the weeds and figure out what works and what doesn't. And this is now where I'm stuck. I can look back over the last year with my family, my finances, and my health, my three things that I chose to cultivate, and see what works and what does not work. Yet there still seems to be some confusing parts, unanswered questions, and unresolved issues. This is where my friend Alicia comes back into the picture. Having her sit with me, my notebook open and her notebook open, both of us being vulnerable, both of us willing to not just give the easy answers. Do you have a friend that's been part of your life long enough to have more than just a bird's eye view that you can finish the sentence, I am grateful for this person because, and fill in the blank. Because here's the deal. Not one leader in all of history got to that position by themselves. No one is self-made. Leader by definition means that people are following them. People. People are involved. Leadership requires people. In fact, can I please ask you to press pause this very minute and get you to write down three names of people that you're grateful for today? And after you write down those three names, will you please send them a quick text thanking them for the ways that they have inspired or encouraged you? And yeah, I'm going to sit here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to press pause and send that text. Okay, so now that you're back from writing down your three people you're thankful for and actually sending them a meaningful text, telling them exactly what you're thankful for. And let me tell you, that's going to mean more to those three people than you can ever imagine. Let me remind you that life is not meant to live alone and you have not come this far in life just because you did it all on your own. You're a better version of your most true self when you live in community. And when in community with other women, especially with other women, I know we have the tendency to judge her. I'm doing air quotes right now, her, whoever her is in your life that you find yourself judging. And we judge ourselves too. And we play that comparison game with her, you know, in the power sheets notebook on page 22, it has the best quote by the developer of the series. Her name's Laura Casey. And from her book, make it happen. She has this quote that says, comparison is not only the thief of joy. It is the thief of everything. Living on purpose turns comparison and coveting into compassion and cheering on. When you are living on purpose, your purpose, it does not matter what someone else's journey looks like. So here's where I am in this journey. What do I continue to say yes to? Or heck, 
I probably have things on my list that I need to say yes to more often. What do I need to begin to say no to? Quite frankly, there are things that have been holding me back that I need to just put a definitive no applying to them. I've learned that I need to take my own feelings into consideration more often. Trying to make too many people happy at the same time brings on massive amounts of anxiety for me. Having firm boundaries is a very healthy thing to consider for all of us to consider. So the very next step was to identify what fires me up or what fires you up personally and do that thing more often. For me and only me, it's not selfish to flourish personally. You know that cliche saying that you cannot pour out of an empty cup? Y'all, that is so true. And I think that's where I was finding myself, pouring into a lot of things and a lot of people from an empty cup instead of choosing the three things that I could concentrate on doing really well. And all of that anxiety-ridden, overproducing energy was just leaving a fog of confusion and frustration in my brain. So look, let's go back over these simple tools real quick because I know that's kind of a lot of information really quick. So I want to hopefully help you to take some time today to reflect on what you want to cultivate in your own life. Number one, why do you want your life to matter? Only you can answer that question. It's not something that you need to ask somebody else for you. I mean, I'd love for you to have an accountability partner to answer this too, but you need to know why do you want your life to matter? Number two, what are some things that you do really well and not really so well? This is maybe where an accountability partner would be helpful because sometimes we like to sometimes concentrate on the negative things about what we don't do well, and maybe we don't see the things that we do well. Or maybe you do know what you do well. That's really important too. So what are some things that you do really well, and what are some things that you don't do so well? Okay, write all this down. Number three, what are three things that you want to pour personal energy into. So these are going to be those three things that you really want to concentrate on cultivating over the next three to six months. Three things you want to pour your personal energy into. Number four, what is one thing that you can begin to say yes to and one thing that you will say no to? And last, number five, what is the very thing that fires you up the very most? Girl, go do that thing today. Whatever, if it's dancing, if it's singing, if it's painting, if it's baking, running, whatever it is, whatever fires you up, do that more often. And in fact, do that today. With these questions answered, you are headed into high gear towards your dreams becoming actual decisions that will hopefully clear away some of that fog that may be in your mind as well. Leaders get weary too sometimes. We can get so focused on the task at hand or the ones that we're leading that when we take a minute to reflect on our own selves, we may not even recognize the person in the mirror. If we do not know why we do what we do or we truly do not enjoy what we're doing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with pressing the pause button to be sure that what you're pouring yourself into every single day actually lines up with your life's purpose. You want your life to matter. We need your life to matter. And maybe with the help of something as simple as sitting with a friend, analyzing your power sheets from Cultivate What Matters, you're sitting there together, you can maybe put some order into your thoughts and your dreams. Real quick, before we end today's episode, if any of the strategies that I've talked about today kind of spark your interest enough to make you want to go to cultivatewhatmatters.com, you can get 10% off of your entire order by entering the code HONEYHUSH, all capitals, one word, 
Honey Hush. And it doesn't just have to be the power sheets or the Cultivate What Matters notebook. It can be anything on the entire site. Y'all, they are so generous. And their whole mission is just to take your energies and put them into action towards things that actually have purpose. So go to CultivateWhatMatters.com, enter the code HoneyHush, get 10% off your entire order. 